Welcome to Jess Williamson, the podcast where we build businesses for life. Hello today, I have one of my incredible friends with me, Sarah Sadari. She is an incredible artist. And if you've ever seen in my office, the print that's usually behind me in all of my videos is her incredible work. She has built such an incredible personal brand around her artwork, but she is also the founder of Oro & Co. Through her artwork, she has worked with clients such as BMW, Yves Saint Laurent, Crown, Vogue, you name it, high-end brands is her jam. And she is such a trailblazer. One thing we've always connected over is just our pure desire to create a major impact in this world. And recently she went through some challenges with quite a big breakup. And so what I wanted to really chat with her today about is her determination, how she navigated this period, because oftentimes we have things that may be out of our control that impact our ability to show up in our business. And so we go deep in into how she really navigated this challenging period in her life, how she continued to build and create incredible successes in her business, and how you can maybe be more kind to yourself if you are navigating some of these periods or just want to know how to navigate everyday life. This is going to be applicable to you regardless of whether you're going through something or not right now. So let's dive right into this episode. I'm so excited to finally be back in Melbourne and hanging out so that we can do a podcast. It's taken us a while, but we're here. We're here. We are. And you got the beautiful weather of Melbourne today. Because I'm like, why is it winter when it's meant to be summer? <laughs> well, today is considered good weather in Melbourne. Okay. <laughs> okay, thanks. I'll take what I can get. I'll take a little sunshine. Oh, I love it. Were you you arrived a couple of days ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you got yeah, you got the bad weather too. Yes. <laughs> Cool. So you are just doing all of the things like (laughs) incredible building your personal brand, your beautiful art, working with building and creating incredible products through that, but Mm -hmm. also with your brand Oro & Co as well. You're a woman of many, many talents. (laughs) Thank you. Have you always had this big drive to be like, I am here to do big things because like no one would ever say to you you play a bit small like you yeah. know <laughs> you're here to play big and I'm here for it yeah I don't think anyone's ever said that because I have been pretty ambitious since mm-hmm. I was little I've always had I mean being a creative I've always had the big dreams and you know I always see the world so differently and I think which could sometimes be the downfall I always see the good and the beauty and everything which mm-hmm. is where the ideas come in and yeah so I've always kind of been like that yeah yeah which is great but like I said sometimes it does get you into trouble (laughs) (laughs) I can relate because like I always say my superpower is playing in fantasy land Mm -hmm. and people like no 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 just be realistic and I'm like no I'm over here in like my delusional fantasy land like anything and everything is possible absolutely what has been like one of those moments for you where you were like holy shit I just pulled this thing off like it's crazy. Yeah. Well, I think Oro Co as a brand was my, like it was definitely out of the norm of what people thought I was going to do. Yeah. Um, also being, being an artist, everyone thought I was going to stick to that one lane, but I obviously don't do that. And I don't believe in doing that. I don't think you should put your eggs all in the mm-hmm. one basket. I don't think you should put them in a lot of baskets because then you can't focus yourself yes. on where you've put them. But Oro Co was definitely my, I've, I've done it. I've done a beauty brand. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, because that is a tough market to crack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tell us just in one sentence for people who don't know what it is, what is Oro & Co about? Well, essentially it's based on the nostalgia of my childhood where I used to holiday in the summertime in Italy. And as I was, you do. Yes, as <laughs> I do. Beautiful. <laughs> Being Italian, I think yes. that's a big part of who of I course. am and the work that I do in terms of drawings, the art side, but also in anything that I do. Mm-hmm. And I basically would come back from my holidays and I would have this beautiful golden glow and everyone would be like, oh, your tan's incredible. Where can, like, how can I replicate that? And on the market back then, there was no products that would give you just that really beautiful sun kiss glow was either like super light super dark and Mm -hmm. the products also had a lot of toxins in them so there was no skincare side to tanning and so that's where the idea of Orenco came came into play and it was based on skincare first tanning second yeah so it's good you know it's good for your skin but it gives you that beautiful European glow all year round Mm, love it and so revolutionary and it's probably one of the hardest markets to crack but also Secondly, to innovate an entire product that is a very highly controlled industry yeah. and, you know, lots of red tapes to jump through mm-hmm. everything. So amazing. I love that so, so much. Yeah. And so you've achieved some incredible things, like even with your art, getting to work with Tiffany and & Co and all yeah. of these huge brands. How did that come about? Did you set a goal where you were like, I would love to work with them or how did that originate? Again, I just put so much pride in everything that I do that I think quality is number one. Mm -hmm. That's in anything from passion and quality. So I think my drawings have over the years built up an incredible uh, reputation of being a good quality service. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, it it catches the eyes of, you know, I've I've drawn for Yves Saint Laurent, Co, Cartier, they've all come to me, which has been amazing. Mm-hmm. But again, it's over the years of building up that trust, that look and feel that they're looking for and just being true to who you are. I think they can read that quite quite uh-huh. easily. Really awesome. Yeah. So you've created an incredible success and you're not slowing down anytime soon, I hope. But it's often easy to show up in our businesses mm-hmm. when it's like, okay, I'm getting approached by Tiffany's, like I'm launching this incredible brand. I'm excited about it. People are supportive. People are excited. Like you're excited. But something that I often talk about is the other side where sometimes it's not as easy to Mm -hmm. show up when people might not be supportive or sales are slowing or, you know, all of these challenges. We face a shit ton of challenges as entrepreneurs. They (laughs) never end, do they? No. (laughs) And recently you've been really open about sharing about your breakup. Mm. Yes. Oh, God. That has been out of all the challenges of business because... Yes, business is emotive and you put your, you know, some some people put their life savings into things and you can have your hiccups and but you can always rebuild yourself. But when it comes to love, that is where it hits really hard. Mm. And yes, I'm quite personal on my drawing side because that is who I am. However, I haven't been overly sharing of my relationship. Yes. And unfortunately, a lot of people were invested in it and it was a five-year relationship and it ended this summer in Italy. So it was a tough one to navigate. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Yeah. So going through that, how did you continue to shop for yourself? Like with your business, being an ambitious person, obviously you're not like, cool, I'll just pause my goals for now. You know, there's customers and there's things. So how did you continue to show up for those things? For those things. I, so you really have to put on a brave face, but the biggest thing is being around people that you love, friends that are supportive, family that is literally there day in, day out. They see when you're breaking down, when you're 
just showing up and they'll give you that support when you can't, let's say, wake up in the morning and you feel like you don't want to go to work. You need to be around people that will push you. You have to treat your businesses if it's your own business like a child, basically. So you're going to have to show up for it, whether you're not in the best mindset or if you're feeling sick, you just have to be there because you're Mm going to let so many other people down, which will make you feel worse. Yeah. And was there any like rituals or did you give yourself time? Okay, I'm going to show up and then I'm going to feel my feels. Like how did you kind of navigate that? Because obviously I'm assuming you didn't just go, oh, that didn't happen. And just like you can't run from it. No. And even now I still have my moments Uh where I'm like, oh, oh, I'm feeling it. It's coming up. The anxiety. I think anxiety was a big one for me because, Mm. I mean, leading up to it over a year, you know, things weren't going great. But you, again, as an ambitious person, you fight for everything that you believe Mm. in. So when you're fighting for something that is hard to obtain, that's when you know it's not the right thing for you. Mm. And then other things like anxiety comes up. And for me, when I when I came back from Europe and all of that had happened, I was like, I, I, I need to figure this out. So I'll give myself one task a day or I'll get up in the morning, have my cry, have a shower, get up and then do a couple of hours of work and then come home. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome to have those boundaries and kind of almost compartmentalize. Yeah. And it's also okay if you can't show up for everything. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of prioritizing what you have to show up for. And also it's okay to say no, which is one of the biggest things that I have learned in all of this. Mm-hmm. It's okay to say no to things. It's okay to say no to people. You, they're just going to have to understand mm-hmm. as long as you can get the, the majority of the work done and, and keep it going. Yeah. Oh, so powerful because I mean, in life, you know, whether it is a breakup, whether it mm. is you're just really ill or looking after a family member or just, you know, having certain mental health challenges, there's always going to be these challenges. But yeah. it's finding that resilience in that and those moments where you can show up. Because mm-hmm. for me, the biggest source of my anxiety is when I'm denying the part of me that has big goals. Yes. And it's like, oh no, you're not allowed to have big goals right now. Yes. Like you're meant to be on holiday. But then I'm like, that's still a part of me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think that was it was interesting because the person I was with was not nearly as ambitious as I was. Mm. And so for a long time I lived with feeling guilty about wanting to achieve these things and then that's that builds up the anxiety. Yeah. Like because within you you're like, oh, am, am I wrong for being like this? And then you start to, you know, as an overthinker as well, you kind of start to go around in your head and you're like, oh, but is it wrong for me to be like that and should I not be doing this? And so, again, you another lesson I reckon is do not lose yourself in anything, whether mm-hmm. it's business relationship, you know, love relationship, friendship, whatever it is, you need to prioritise yourself first yeah your goals your dreams and if they don't align with the right person or the right business that's when you know you have to cut the cut the cord and and move forward yeah okay I want to dive into Mm. this because this is a hot topic and things that I've struggled with as well being an ambitious woman it throws society through a loop a little bit because it's like okay men are meant to be more ambitious than women traditionally and like all these things but now I'm seeing the things swing the opposite way Mm -hmm. where there's so many ambitious women but they're feeling like they're not allowed to be or it's like not as accepted or you know better tone it down can't dream too big otherwise I look greedy or just care about money or work or like and all of these things yes I'm all about just claim that wild success but it's easier said than done yeah so what would your advice be 
to anyone around actually not just being, oh yeah, you know what? It's okay to have those big goals, but actually feel like, hell yeah, I want to strive even bigger and that's okay. Yeah. Well, it is okay. It Mm -hmm. is okay to be like that. The problem where it becomes a problem is when you're around the people that don't make you feel like you're okay. Yeah. So you need to be around people that are going to lift you up and that are on the same level as you. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying financial level, I'm saying a mentality level. Yes. So if you are together with someone who doesn't want to achieve a future, doesn't doesn't talk about, you know, their dreams, their aspirations, their their goals, but you are a very ambitious, Mm goal-driven person, that's never going to work because either they're going to make you feel like you're wrong or you're going to make them feel like they're wrong. And Mm that's not how it should be. Do you see it working though if, because I see relationships sometimes where it's like one person is maybe less driven, one's more, but they are like their biggest cheerleader. That's different. Uh So when that person supports Mm. the other person who does have the goals, then that's all you need. Again, it's about support. So if you have that person who does support you and who's like so proud to have you by their side as, you know, a powerful woman, Mm -hmm. then that's all you need because it, it validates that, yes, I'm you know, I am doing the right things and it is incredible what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing which I think is really important in today's society is the fact that the shift of power has, it is happening Mm -hmm. where the women are sometimes the breadwinners. So you just need to find a man who, you know, will put you on his side and be like, this is my woman, even Mm -hmm. if they're not achieving the same thing. So weak men. Yeah. They feel demasculinated. Yeah. What what is the word? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Demasculinated because, you know, society says you should be this one thing. And then when they're not living up to what they think they should be doing, it's almost like a projection onto the female. Female, yeah. And I also think that there was a phrase that I read on weak men create masculine women. So when a man isn't feeling power, not power, but that confidence within themselves, even if they're not achieving what the woman's achieving, Mm -hmm. they will make you into this person who, you know, has to feel like you have have to, you know, take control of all the house chores, take control of the business, take control of the money, take control of this. And then that makes you feel like you're not a female or a woman anymore. It makes you feel, and that's also a really bad balance in a relationship as well. Mm -hmm. And that obviously it affects all of the businesses and all of your career. Yeah. So important. Now I want to talk about finding those people who are like on your level, because that in itself is a challenge. Are we talking about men? Because I would love to know where they are. (laughs) I would love to where they are. (laughs) If anyone's got any tips, let us know. Slide in the DMs. But even like friendships, you know, and like I love traveling and doing things like this because like we have connected and become friends and, you know, it may not always be where you grew up or where you currently live, but like I have made the most incredible connections through online. Yeah. But it's again, easier said than done. So how have you met your people? So a lot of my group of friends are friends from when I was a child. And I think it's because they know me for who I am. They know that I would never hurt anyone. They know that my heart is so pure. I love when I'm in love, I'm in love and Mm -hmm. I will, you know, put 150 million percent into that person or that thing Mm -hmm. or that business. So they know who I am and they always validate the fact that, yeah, you've you've done nothing wrong, just wasn't the right person or wasn't the right thing. So then it makes me feel better about the Mm -hmm. situation. In terms of new friendships in my life, I find that work, meeting people through work is the best because they align with your values as well. Yeah. So a lot of the women that I'm around, 
demand from work are really beautiful, powerful, incredible, talented women. So that's something else. So you just got to find people with the same values. Yeah. And put yourself out there. Yeah. Well, like I said, work, networking, Mm -hmm. like physically go to events as well, Uh networking events and social media as well. Like we, like you said, just reach out to people. Yeah. To be honest, I am racking my brain. Like how did this even start? (laughs) Because like I remember I sent you swimwear and you sent me your beautiful prince. prince. Yeah. But like, why did we, like, where did that come from? I don't know. I feel like we were just chatting and we were like, oh, hey, do you want to print and do you want some swimwear? Okay, sure. (laughs) Well, like, like like-minded women, I guess. We, we both were like, yeah, incredible business women. And there was like no, it wasn't like an exchange like, oh, hey, I'll only send you it if you post. Like there was nothing like that. It was just like, hey, I appreciate you, what you're doing. Yeah. Love to just send you some stuff. That's true. We should go back and have a look at how how we connected. But again, just don't be afraid to reach out to people. Mm. Like just, just be like, hey, and compliment people as well. I think that is the most underrated thing, (gasps) right? Because so often we have hate online, you know, people want to have an opinion about, you have like judgment from everywhere. How often do we just go out of our way to be like, you know what? I actually was thinking about you and I appreciate you. Even people you don't even know. And I made this like a goal a while ago, like every month I try and send at least like five messages. I know some people do it every damn day, but I was like, once a month, I'm going to send just five messages to random people that I just think of. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I appreciate what you're doing. I actually love that. And I'm a huge, like I compliment everyone. Mm -hmm. My friend and my friends are the same. So we're so supportive. And I think that's how it should be in any industry, let alone the social media world, because like you were saying, there's so much hate out there Mm -hmm. and hate just builds hate. So you just need to be nice sometimes. You never know what you're going to do for that person on that day. If you do give them a compliment as well, you never know what people are going through. You know, like with me, the last couple of months, I've been going through heartbreak and, you know, at work, you might not see it, but it, you know, at home I was, you know, breaking. So whenever someone would compliment or just, you Mm. know, be be there and be like, are you okay? That made my day. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, amazing. (laughs) Okay. So obviously like recently it's been a challenging time. What do you feel like was your biggest takeaways? Because they say when there's challenges, there's quite often an opportunity or when one door closes, another door opens. Yeah, it's true. So again, you have to take each negative situation that's happened to you as a lesson and sit down and evaluate what is that lesson and then how can you better that it's also it also gives you an opportunity to kind of let go of dead weight <laughs> dead weight in a way because if things ended whether it's business or relationship it ended for a reason and it was a situation that was quite heavy most of the time mm-hmm. so it allows you to open up your energy into other situations so for me it was pouring love back into my businesses which I may have put a side for various reasons and now it's like it's booming which is incredible so amazing what do you feel like was the catalyst to that was it just that you weren't putting the energy in before because you felt like you shouldn't be and then now you've got the energy for it so of course the results flow I think it was yeah well definitely when you're putting effort into something you are going to see the results you know things don't just happen you (laughs) have to put in the hard work for things (laughs) to happen I mean I'm not I'm the type that doesn't believe in luck. I just believe you need to work mm-hmm. hard and you'll achieve it. But for me, it was because I did pour a lot of my love into someone who maybe did not deserve that much love to be poured into when I neglected other parts of my mm. of my life, which then led me to lose who I was and who I am and, you know, feel guilty about wanting to achieve these things. Mm. And now I've, 
you know, come out of it. I'm like, no, I should not feel like that. I've created incredible businesses. They need the love back into them. And as soon as you start pouring a little bit of love into it, you see the difference. Yeah. Powerful. And so what is on the horizons for you? Like, Because you are like, let's just go big. You've got the energy for it. Yeah. What is the vision? Yeah. So Oro, there are some huge projects coming up that are going to be pretty exciting. So we're collaborating with some pretty big names, Mm. Um, new products, which are, you know, I can't wait to show those. So I've been really focusing on Oro now. For me, it's mm. like, let's let's build this one up. Yeah. Yeah, some exciting names that are going to be collaborating. Mm. Yeah. Very exciting. Well, depending on when this drops, they may have been, when are they coming out? So November uh-huh. uh, is the first one and then next year is the second one. Okay. So, yes. Yeah, Stay excited. tuned. Excited. For those. And what about for you as like in your personal brand? The the, the illustrations? Yes. Sarah Sidari. Okay, so I'm going to, I'm, you know, be 100% honest. That has been the most challenging one because I draw from emotion. So when I'm happy, I draw and that's when I create incredible things. And unfortunately, with everything that's happened, that has caused, oh, it's kind of blocked me emotionally to put pen to paper again. But I'm feeling that it is getting better. And, you know, again, from when, from tragedy, incredible things happen. So I think once my energy's back into it, I could do a beautiful new collection. You never know. So that one there, there is incredible things coming. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of when I'm ready to yeah to open up emotionally to that. And that's really good to acknowledge and and knowing that you've got the other business as well. Yeah. What do you think you would do? Like let's say if someone's listening to this and maybe they're in a creative industry and that's like their one business, mm-hmm. like what would you do if you didn't have our own co? Probably be opening up another business. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably probably would have found getting over this. I mean, I'm still in it, but navigating this emotional state a lot harder Mm. because I didn't have something to pour my attention and love into. Yeah. I would suggest whether you're in one industry or you're, you've got one business and you do want to start a second, when you do start a second or you do start something else, it just make sure that there's a purpose behind it. Mm-hmm. Don't just do it for the sake of money or just having a backup. Everything has to have a purpose in life. So pour your passion into it, but it has I to have a purpose. so glad you said this because I think at the moment we see shiny success. Yeah. And no. everyone's like, oh, I'm overnight millionaire. And like, it's great because I agree you can create incredible fast success but people latch onto the idea of it must be easy I can be a millionaire overnight and don't have to do any work and the thing with entrepreneurship you're going to have challenges yeah whether it's in life whether it's in the business if there's no purpose behind it you're not going to weather the storm 100% like you're going to be like well see you later pack it up and <laughs> yeah. I'm out of here yeah and and just remember that people are always going to show highlights right mm-hmm. so there are the stories that oh we made a million overnight or whatever it is but that's going to come with a lot of other challenges Uh that might make you lose that 1 million overnight. So it's a matter of, yeah, don't believe everything that you read and that you see. Hard work over a long period of time is what makes success Mm -hmm. and what keeps you longer, like what keeps the the company running. Yeah, the long term. Yeah, sustainable. Yeah, sustainable. Mm -hmm. How would you find, like for someone who's maybe like, cool, I would love to start a new business, but I don't know what that passion is. Would you say to just like sit and wait for that to drop in with the idea? Or do you do something where you're like, okay, I feel like I want to start a new business. What is something that I can find a purpose behind? Usually I look at what challenges am I having? So for example, again, with Oro, there was Mm -hmm. a 
gap in the market of skincare and tanning. Mm -hmm. And that's where I was like, okay, this could be something because I don't want to be using the products that were out there at the time. Yeah. And it was, I was like, but I also don't want to be in the sun, sun, sun tanning all the time. Cause then that's, there's other challenges yeah. to that. So always find what's the solution to a problem that you are having or that you, you, you found. And then that's usually a good way to start the yeah. creative juices flowing. Yeah. But also like brainstorming sessions, you know, the old school whiteboard brainstorming <laughs> yeah. sessions with like the one idea in the center. Uh-huh. Like, do that. Yeah. yeah. And see which one resonates. I mean, I remember when I started my very first business, the swimwear, and I had so many ideas. I was like, I just love, I'm not a designer by trade, but I love just designing, being creative. So I was like, maybe homewares, maybe swimwear, maybe fashion. Like I could have been happy doing any of them, but I did my brainstorm and I was like, I got to choose one yeah. and give it a go. Which yeah. one shouts out to me the most right now? Because I love all of the ideas. Give it a go. Yeah. And commit, commit yeah. to that one idea. Mm-hmm. Like don't start, you know, deviating into other things. Uh-huh. Commit to that one idea yeah. at a time. <laughs> yeah. Because I still haven't, I mean, obviously I never launched a homewares brand. So yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Because then again. that one and. Yeah. Yeah. Again, then that becomes putting your eggs in too many baskets. Yeah. And then that's also not good. Yeah. Yeah. When you started your second business, because I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs who start a business and they're not quite seeing the momentum yet. So they get shiny object syndrome and Mm. they're like, oh, that's not quite working. Maybe I'll, maybe it's the business. I'll start a new business and like, I'll try and do both. So then I double my chance. What is your advice around starting a new business? Because obviously you were doing Sara Sadari for a while before the second one. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I launched my other businesses as well. Like I didn't start five at once. Yeah, no. So what would your advice be around that? Again, treat them like treat them like kids, right? You have to pour your love into it, mm-hmm. and you aren't going to give up on a child if they're, you know, playing up or they're, you know, you have to stick by it, like through thick and thin. It's like you're saying vows to your yeah. to your business, right? So if you don't see the momentum happening, you're not just going to leave that and then go to something else. Mm-hmm. No, find work out what's going on, work out how you can fix it, and push that because that's what happens. That's that's why so many startups fail because mm-hmm. they just they think they're just going to be millionaires overnight and it doesn't work like that. I actually don't believe in failure. I believe in people choosing to give up. Yeah, 100%. And it's a choice either way because yes, it's not always going to be an easy choice. Even if you lose, let's say you're a million dollars in debt, like worst case scenario, it's like crazy, crazy debt. Still a choice. Yeah. You know, 100%. you can still choose to say, I'm going to make this business work and I'm going to make that money back. Or are you going to say, I'm going to have to cut my losses, which obviously giving up may be the right choice choice in some situations, but really failure only exists when you don't make the decision that's right for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mindset, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, I can talk about me, like Oro was a journey, right? I had a business partner initially and, you know, we unfortunately had to go through a court case because of various, you know, people do when they start to see some money do go a bit crazy and, you know, become untrustworthy and things like mm-hmm. that. Again, I could have given up on the company, but I won that company back and I was like, I'm fighting for this. Mm-hmm. This is my idea. This is, you know, this is who I am. I'm not going to let someone come in and take something that I've built up. I could have left, let, let it go be like, this is too hard. I'm done. No, mm-hmm. this is my company. I'm fighting for it. Yeah. Rebuild it. Started from zero again, rebuilt it up, mm-hmm. you know, and again, you know, 
you're not going to you're not going to leave that child. No, <laughs> you're not going to let it go no. and just walk away. You have to, you know, nurture it. Mm-hmm. I always believe like where there's a will, there is always a way. It just depends how willing you are to do it, though. Yeah. And that's the, the cadence, because people believe that there's not a way. There actually is always a way. You're just not willing to go through to a court through case it. to, yeah. you know, risk it, to put in the work. Yeah. And it's like, what are you willing to endure to make it happen? A hundred percent. work out. And a lot of people probably would have been like, nah, done. I'm not even going to bother yep. taking this to the court. And I was like, no, you know, she's stolen money. No, this is my company. I'm not going to close it down. Mm-hmm. This is this needs this is yeah. coming back into my hands. So yeah. yeah. And good on you. Yeah. Yeah. Standing up for what you believe. hundred percent. You work hard for something. You're not going to give up on it. This episode has been so, <laughs> so valuable. And I know that so many people can relate because mm-hmm. we've all had the doubters. We've yeah. all had the people who say, are you sure you need to play bigger? And it's like, yes, yeah. you can. Yeah. So do you have like one last nugget you want to leave everyone with? Just be around people that are going to lift you up. Be around people that are going to support you and that believe in you Mm. whether that's in love or in business you need to be around your people yes yeah find your people yeah 100% love it thank you so much thank you thanks for having me (laughs) 